You are now tuned into All Bets In with my guys. My guys, my guys, my guys. My guys sports. A man with the dream What's up, everybody? Welcome to All Bets In with My Guy Sports, episode 18, Wild Card Edition. Welcome to the playoffs. I'm B Spurl, Spurl Online, and with me is Moneyline Rich Will. Morning, guys. Playoff time. Playoff time, man. What's happening with you? Man, nothing much, man. Just looking forward to. Uh seeing what's going on with, the, with these playoffs and excited to see a Monday night playoff game so it gives a little taste of it Saturday Sunday and Monday so I can, I can appreciate that yeah, for sure different little format there um man what's uh that wraps up the, the regular season man first time going through it man appreciate everybody for tuning in throughout the season tuning in today uh going to the playoffs so uh, not as many games, but we get to condense them, condense them down. Um, and lines are tight, you know. So, um, so it's uh, it'd be exciting to see how we finish the uh, rest of this playoffs, man. Finish the regular season, um, first season at fifty-seven percent uh, over the course of the regular season. So, um, above that fifty-five percent winning mark that you need, but didn't didn't quite finish well. So. Uh, but we got the playoffs here, so it's all about all about how you finish the entire uh, entire season. Um, what you what you think about Week 17, man? It was kind of weird. Had a lot of there's a lot of a lot of different stuff going on there, but some some excitement as well. Uh, yeah, I mean they had the extra week this season, so uh, we thought it it wasn't supposed to be a lot to play for. So you know, Week 18 was special. It was different, <laughs> but um, I mean, what I noticed is it was kind of weird. Um, the Ravens looked like they kind of just wanted to be done, and I can I can understand that part of it. You know, you, you, without your quarterback, and and you know you don't want to really uh, play. You're injured. I mean, all cornerbacks are injured. Humphreys, uh, Peterson, everybody else is kind of like they were like finished. So Steelers snuck that one off. Uh, most disappointing is the Colts. That probably was a disappointment. Um, Carson Wentz not be able to get it done against the Jaguars was kind of. I mean, the game was already suspect. The line was too high, number one to begin with, but um, it was a suspect game. So I would say that that's the thing that kind of surprised me the most of them all. Um, you could tell a lot of teams didn't really care, but then that you got teams like the Chiefs and stuff who you know wanted to win because they wanted to get that top seed, and then. You know, people are trying to avoid each other in the playoffs. Who they want to play, what path they want to go on. You know, so you, you've seen a little bit of that at the end of the season. But overall, man, NFL did a good job. Like people thought that Week 18 was going to be too much, but you know, it allows records to still stand by. Like when a player misses a game and two games to a COVID protocol, they get an extra uh, a game to kind of pad the stats and you know hit them incentive. So I definitely like that part of it. Because when you see a lot of these players this season got the incentives or got an extra game to 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 get some money for the contract, so I can appreciate that. No, for sure. I thought the Jags was uh, 
the Colts were disappointed, man, to lose, have a chance out there and go to lose. But, you know, even I was talking about last last game, they haven't played well against Jacksonville. I don't know what it is about that Florida trip, but they haven't beat them in Jacksonville since like 2014, something like that. So um, it's just uh, it's a place they don't perform well. Um, and it's, it's crazy that some a streak like that would be would have gone on so long, but, you know, credit Jacksonville coming out there because I thought they were packing it up and they came out there and performed uh, perform well their last game of the season. So, um, and uh, what was the other game that a surprise? Oh, uh, Raiders, man, was really, you know, they've been resilient all season. So, get a big win like that and get a chance to go play in the playoffs, uh, you know, they could have definitely folded the tent. So, yeah, those uh, those two games definitely stood out. And, man, the um, uh, the Lions, you know, even, the, even though they played against the Packers team who, you know, rested some starters at times, just, just cool to see a team like that just play hard for a whole season, even though they've been undermatched and, um, you know, kind of fighting uphill. Uh, you know, I think uh, I think they got a chance to kind of put something together. It's been a while in Detroit, so we'll, we'll kind of see how they go through the offseason. But it's always good to just see teams teams like that who you know are on the bottom just kind of find a way to to have a feel feel good about themselves. So that's that's good for them going into the next season. Uh, I think they were the high one of the highest covering spread teams, profitable spread teams this year as well. Yeah, um, I agree. But yeah, that's uh, you know, and then shout out just to a few teams, man. Bengals getting to the playoffs has been a been a little while for them, uh, winning the AFC North. Titans, um, man, losing their best player and 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 getting a, a number one seed. Uh, Packers coming to the season, a lot of, uh, you know, question marks and still find a way to to be a number one seed, get a bye. And, and then like the team I mentioned earlier, man, the Raiders, um, you know, find a way to get into the playoffs with their, with their backs against the wall as well. So those are just a few of my, uh, few of my team shout outs there. Uh, what you think about this head coaching uh, movement brief before we get into any other games, man? Man, it, it's mad disrespectful. Um, I mean, I, 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 I'm not. We're not racist by any means, but you know, we we are African American, and it just kind of. I don't. How they did taxing the coach was fucked up. Um, I definitely don't like that piece of it. I think that shit was mad disrespectful. Um, I don't like that at all, honestly. Um, he he didn't have anything to work with this season, and my man pulled off some big money lines. He had his team competing, and you know it's typical for the NFL. And like I said, not to be you know any racist, it's typical for that kind of, but all NFL all white owners to 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 tell oh well he got fired, but he got you know guaranteed twenty nine million dollars. But you know yeah he got twenty nine million dollars. He can take care of his family. His contract was guaranteed in full because they released him. And I was part of his contract. If he didn't, if they didn't want him the season, his sell contract was guaranteed. So I feel like, you know, Texans are a trash organization anyway. 
So it's not like I, you know, it's, it's surprising, but that that was the biggest one for me. Brian Flores was even worse. Um, it just it just don't make it didn't make any sense. He's a Paris coach. I do think he'll get the Bears job, honestly, because there's going to be a lot of pressure for them to hire some black coaches. Um, I I think I, I would expect Brian Flores probably to end up in Chicago because I think he's the best fit. But man, just to let him go because of nothing, I just uh, the rift between him and I guess him and the GM that they wanted Deshaun Watson. Brian Flores wanted to stick with Tua at this moment because he didn't like distraction. It was headed for his team. So when he came out, I guess, and said that he didn't want the – he was the tool as a starting quarterback. It undermined the GM and the owner, you know, and then boom. It, 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 he ran off eight games then didn't make the playoffs, and then he's canned. And I thought that was absolute trash as well. Um, every else one I was expected. Joe Judge, he should have been fired. Fucking the first quarter, the first guy should have been fired. Fangio, he was fired, but – He'll get another head coaching job someday, but like I said, me, me, you always discuss it. You know, your offensive coordinator. If you're a D court, if you're a D, a defensive coach, you need to find an old coordinator that's going to win you nine to ten games, nine games at least. Your defense could probably get you ten, but they picking the, the Pat Shermer. Come on, man. Pat Shermer wasn't a good head coach. He ain't been a good offensive coordinator since the Minnesota Vikings when he took Case Keenum and them to. The playoffs, I mean, it's a sad story. And then who, who else are we missing? Shit. Um, well, the coach got fired. Are we missing anybody? Um, I, th- I think that was pretty much it. Yeah, I think that was pretty much it. But, you know, just, uh, you just get tired of seeing the The enemy has been sitting behind Andy Reid without a job, disrespectful. And now the, the, the Niners – uh office of coordinator is getting all kind of interview with jobs and shit. I just I just want to see equality all across the board. NFL has 74% black players and Mike Tomlin is the only one. And the only reason why Mike Tomlin is the only one because yeah he's I think Mike Tomlin is a good coach. I don't think he's a, a, a extraordinary coach. I think he's a very good coach and he provides stability. And the Rooney's are very loyal to themselves. I mean to loyal to their coaches and you gotta respect that them Green Bay now they're they're and even Dallas shit they kept fucking Jason Garrett around fuck forever, so you know I just I just hope eventually they can just you know that we can we can uh, we can close the gap on you know making it equal thirty two teams you can't have one black coach if it doesn't work. Yeah the um the Texan situation I think that was just uh, it was kind of off from the start of last year uh, you could tell that. They kind of just made an emergency hire. They wasn't really sold from the get go, and whole new regime. I think the the GM actually or the VP actually came in at the same time with him. So that was, you know, that was kind of weird. Now, I didn't think he would get fired um, first year, but you definitely could tell that they wasn't committed to that situation long term. Um. And then a Flores um, situation, Miami. I, I was under the impression it was the other way around that that he wanted to draft another quarterback, and the front office wanted to keep Tua. You know, I'm not sure if that's you know which one is true or not. But to yeah, fire I mean, a coach like knows. that is <laughs> definitely um, is definitely a rift between ideas, beliefs. Uh, you don't just fire a coach like that out of nowhere after he just 
ran off a winning streak like that and just swept the Patriots. So that had to be a just a difference in philosophy, team building, something like that, that, you know, they just didn't see eye to eye on. But um, what do we always say, though? You know, the GM and the coach ain't on the same fucking page. One of them's getting fired. Oh, yeah, then we forgot about the other other coach in Chicago that got fired. Nagy, he had to go anyway, though. But, yeah, that was it. (laughs) Yeah, coach and GM. Yeah, they both – we knew that was happening, though. They was done. Yeah. Yeah, so that 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 definitely was playing. Um, I was surprised at first they announced Judge. I think announced Judge was standing. Then they, they decided as far. So I was I was surprised to see that they was on stick in that direction uh, at first because you know I was you know maybe they know something that we don't know, but you know um, they decided to make a change. And you know I think we kind of talked about that job. That's not a bad job to take because they really not too far away from having a solid football team. Them oh, yeah, Broncos. That, that, that's, that, that's the, them two jobs are the best jobs in football because one of them going to have Russell Wilson in that city. So I, I, I we, me and you always talk, I think Russell Wilson going to New York. I think Russell Wilson is kind of outgrew the little homie Seattle, you know, the Seattle's the 12s and all. I think he's outgrowing that, you know, my man's went Hollywood. So I, I think you, you give up everything for Russell and, they got the pieces around him to be successful, and I think, and Seattle's not in a bad position. They got two franchise wide, uh, two cornerstone wide receivers, and uh, and you can bring another quarterback in there to kind of not do a run through, but you can. I think Pete Carroll can finally do what he wants to do on on offense or whatever it is that he's going to try to accomplish. But I, I fully, I fully think that that Russ will be in Denver or or in New York. But the New York job is the hottest job to have. Yeah, they got talent there already. I mean, outside some tweaks to the O line, uh, maybe uh, you know defense kind of was a little off this year. Uh, little some pass rush pieces, but other than that, you know, you can step into a job with weapons. You know, depending upon who they bring in as a as a head coach or coordinator, but you you know you got tools around you for sure, and you got a big market. So yeah, they just missing a, a quarterback essentially. Um, but, uh, but yeah, no, uh, Zimmer, you know, you could just kind of tell that relationship was just kind of running this course. Um, and they'll probably start moving off a little bit of everybody in there as well. You know, they got a decision to make with the quarterback, you know, and we know cousins, you know, he don't mind trying to put you in the bind to pay him 30 million. So. You know, yeah. if, if that's the case, then I don't know if they can continue with Kirk Cousins anymore either. You know, at this point, they got a receiver. They got a franchise receiver that they can keep for a long time. And two receivers, other receiver too. So, you know, they got a they got enough to where, you know, they they can be in a decent position still. But you can tell that uh that relationship was kind of just running its course uh over there. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, but, uh, I mean it's, it sucks for Denver, but he'll he'll have a D coordinator job next week. I mean, I I wouldn't be surprised. There's I think D coordinators are hard. I mean, it's kind of hard for them not to um when you're when you have a defense that's been successful with the right pieces, it's kind of hard for you not to get a job. Fangio Zimmerman will get a D coordinator job. I think without a doubt. If a new rookie coach comes in, them would be the two guys that you would want to bring in with you. 
like New York. If you get um, the enemy goes to New York, you'll probably bring Zimmer or Fangio with you. That way, you know, it can keep your defense in line and you can focus on offense, you know, what you're good at. So I, I would suspect something like that. Yeah. Yeah, Fangio will probably be the hottest, uh, hottest assistant coach name on the market for sure. I agree. Plenty of, plenty of places for him to go. Yeah, no, he can go coach a lot of places. I wouldn't even be surprised if he go go coach defense over there with the Chargers, to be honest with you. Who, Fangio? That would be, that'd be smart. They need him. Cause that defense was fucking trash this year. I don't know what the hell happened. I yeah. thought Staley was a, was a savant. Didn't look like it. Yeah. They lost they lost a lot of pieces too. So I think, you know, without Ingram in there and Bosa just kind of they double teamed him and it slowed that shit down a lot. Yeah, they they were bad. They were awful though defensively. Mm-hmm. He, you would think he'd been uh better than better than that. You know, they kind of went down. Um, but yeah, so I'm, I'm pretty sure he uh he he needs to kind of lead the defense alone uh, and let somebody else need be more of a head coach. You know, it's hard to coach all the multiple phases of the, mm-hmm. of the game, man. It's 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 too much, especially with somebody who's all hands on with game management as he is. Yeah, you know? man. <laughs> so he probably needs some needs some help um, on the other side. Or, I mean, or if he continued that, he might not have a job too much longer. Yeah, because you had Joe Lombardi. You had Joe Lombardi as your damn offensive coordinator, and, you know, he was out here putting up points. So you let him run the offense, and, you, and you, like you said, just be a coach. I mean, and you study your defense from Fangio, so why not let the, let the disciple, you know, the master come in and help you show up that damn defense? And, and, and Fangio gets to live in L.A., and, Everything works. It's kind of like a Wade Phillips kind of situation, you know. Wade, uh, Wade got him a ring with the Broncos at the end, and that's it. Or Fangio goes to Philadelphia. He's from Philly, so that's an option for him to happen too. Go there as well. So yeah. he got plenty of places to go. No, I, I'm hot on the market for sure. Definitely. What's your What's your play? What's your what you what you what your playoff prediction looking like as far as AFC coming out the AFC or coming out the NFC? Uh, I got to roll with Green Bay for NFC because I think they're shit. When I seen Willie Merciless was coming off the goddamn IR two, and you got Darius Smith with Willie Merciless and Jari and all these players coming back. I mean, if they can manage to get the defense rolling the right way. I just don't think anybody can beat. I don't think anybody can beat Green Bay in, in the NFC at all. Tom Tom Brady has a chance, but don't have a chance when you got all Russell Douglas all pro, Jari's all pro, and you got the rookie Stokes. You just got a lot. You got a lot to pay attention to in Green Bay. That defense should be very methodical and should be able to get pressure and should be able to stop really anybody if they do. But I mean, and Aaron Rodgers, I'm worried about. It's a damn defense. You know, shit. They gave up. Uh, they gave up a touchdown, and and they they always give up thirty points a game in the playoffs with Aaron Rodgers, and so that's a big thing for me. Uh, second on that tier, I'm gonna roll with. I'm going to roll with the Rams. I do think their defense is getting hot, so I think they can come out and win 
if they if they pull a piece together and then for some reason Green Bay falls or something like that, I think the Rams got a best chance to go as well. Um, AFC, that shit wide open. But I mean, I don't, you know, there's there's no Tom Brady Patriots in here, so it's just hard to think anybody can really knock off the 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 Chiefs aside of Tennessee. And Tennessee would need to be fully healthy for me to feel like they can go in there and and beat Pat Mahomes. So right now I'm I'm on uh, Tennessee one, Chiefs two. Mm, no, that's um uh, I'm with you on the Packers. I think Packers out the NFC unless uh, Brady can come in there and do it again in Green Bay. Um, and then the AFC, um, my my beginning of the season pick was Buffalo. Um, I still think, uh, depending on the, upon the matchups, um, like I think if Buffalo meet the Chiefs, I think Buffalo can beat the Chiefs. But I think the Titans can beat both of them. So it depends on, I guess, who, who catch the Titans next round. Um, but you know, I think uh, second time around, I think the Chiefs might have a chance against the Titans. It's just, uh, it's just weird, man. The Titans just have uh, they 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 have smaller margin for error as far as the style of play. Their offense is kind of not as explosive, but I mean, they even without Derrick Henry, they've been running the ball fairly well. So it's if they can run the ball and play defense, it's like. They can mess around and catch, still catch anybody. So I wouldn't be surprised if if we see Green Bay, Tennessee. Um, but I'm thinking uh Green Bay, Buffalo. But you know, Buffalo got their hands full this week. So we'll we'll see if they get through the wild card round. But yeah, that's uh that's my um that's my prediction. Um uh, either Green Bay and Tennessee or Green Bay and Buffalo? Yeah. Cool. Let's go ahead and jump into this wild card slate of games. First game we got here, we got the Raiders at the Bengals. Cincinnati favorite five and a half, total 49. And this one opened Cincinnati six and a half, total 48 and a half. Uh, We've seen some uh, money come on the Raiders here, uh, bringing this one down as low as five in some spots. And a little money uh, looks like the uh, total moved up a little bit. Uh, This this Raiders team coming off that big week 18 win at home against the Chargers, 35-32. And the Bengals uh, coming off that loss at Cleveland. Cleveland sat a few guys. Burrow didn't play few other key guys as well uh, lost 16-21, uh, but they won AFC North there. And we're expecting some weather in this game. Looks like some possible snow, and we should get some below freezing temperatures in this one. Um, what you what are you thinking in this matchup right here? This uh, first first game Saturday game. Um, it's a tough one. Um. I think Cincinnati has the ability to win. It's hard for me to take. It's really honestly hard for me to take a side, but I'm 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 leaning Cincinnati because I'm not sure that the Raiders have enough defense to stop them. But you know, playoff games is so different. Like everything is different. You know, Derek Carr hasn't been back since he went broke his ankle. So I mean, they, it's tough. The Raiders have the personnel to to beat them. Darren Waller, second game back now. A little bit better to Sean Jackson, you know, still out there doing his thing. 
That's still something you got to pay attention to. And they've been running the ball really well. They did it against the Chargers really well. Defense is playing solid, but they just give up a lot of big plays. And that's the thing I think that scares me the most is you give up big plays against a big play team. So one of those guys has to give. But, you know, I'm, I'm not going to let the uh, what I feel, you know, get in the way. But I think Cincinnati probably wins by touchdown. Yeah, this um this game um is uh I originally liked the total uh to go over, but you know, this um uh, one you get weather, uh two you get two head coaches first time in the playoffs, two quarterbacks first time in the playoffs. Um so you could get some cautious play here and then you get you know, playing the Bengals, this Bengals team playing against the Raiders, you know, this Raiders pass rush um, has been fairly, fairly good this season. So, and they got, they got to Joe Burrow a few times last time they played. Um, and, you know, this seems to be one of those type of defenses that the Bengals kind of struggle with. They play a cover three and play real, um, um, you know, play a lot of coverage and kind of give up some plays to you in front kind of make you play patient. Um, and, you know, this is uncharted territory for the Bengals uh, coming off coming off that big, big win. And we've seen how they reacted, you know, once they get up and have big wins and they, it's time to respond, they typically come out a little flat. Um, you know, I think this uh, – and then, you know, I think the line is kind of saying that, but – I think this game could be really close at the beginning. I wouldn't be surprised if the Raiders get off to a good start, running off some adrenaline from last game. Um, they're not in the best spot, though. They are coming off an overtime win on a short week. So, you know, they spend a lot of energy playing in that game against the Chargers. So, you know, I don't know if they could keep it up for a whole game. Uh, but I think, uh, you know, I think they can have some success through the air passing against this Bengals team early. And, uh, you know, had this game pretty close in the beginning. But I've kind of moved off the over just because I could see, you know, teams being a little bit more cautious in the beginning of the game, especially weather, probably looking to run the ball. Like you said, Raiders had some success last week running the ball. So, um, and I think if Burroughs hurt, you know, he, he did suffer an injury late in the game that previous week. So if he's hurt, you know, um, typically how you attack the Raiders is running the football too. So I could see them kind of playing a little, um, a little cautious to start the game as well. So tough game. I don't really, I don't really like either side. Honest with you, I'm, I'm looking more towards props in this game. Um, even if uh, Cleveland's up, I think Derek Carr be passing the ball, especially against this poor you know, uh, Bengals secondary. So I'm looking at his passing attempts over, um, over 36 and a half, and then Waller uh, over five and a half receptions uh, and his anytime TD at plus 120. Um, so those are my looks on this one so far. But, yeah, originally leaned towards the over, but kind of backed off of that one. Yeah, that's, that's a good one. I mean, those, those are good points. Yes, yeah, uh, this uh, this game last time these team pl teams played it was a the the score ended up looking like a blowout thirty two thirteen but 
Um, this game was close all the way down the stretch. And, uh, Cincinnati came away with a couple of scores at the very end uh, to pull away, but it was within the field goal the whole time. Um, I could just see this game where the Bengals start a little, a little lax, you know, one of those games where, you know, uh, I don't know if he's healthy or not, but if he's playing, I, I wouldn't be surprised if you see a D-Jack like 40-yard, 50-yard bomb in the beginning of this game just out of nowhere. Like, you know, it's it's tough. I, I, I actually could see a lot of these home favorites uh, outside probably uh, – outside of maybe Tampa Bay kind of starting a little slow. Um, you know, the Raiders don't really have nothing, you know, it's kind of, uh, kind of the underdog kind of just throwing all the, all the chips on the table. You know, they, they're not supposed to win this game. So, uh, I could see them starting, you know, getting off to a good start, but not, not sure about the whole game. They could run out of gas there. Uh, got anything else on this one here? Any, any props or anything? Um, no, I think Gus Bradley is the only one I think on that team on that on, on either side that has any real playoff experience. So I, I just I fully expect him to uh, to to show up and 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 scheme and hopefully scheme out enough enough to get them over the hump. But like I said, I just uh, the, for the analytics side, might be the the uh, the gut feelings the Raiders are going to win because they they're in and they I think they can you know beat whoever they, they play in front of them. But um, I just think since he's just too hot and and nobody is – Joe Burrow is playing. If he would have continued his play, he'd probably be the MVP right now. Yeah, no, playing, playing great right now, man, for sure. All right, you got anything else on this one? No, nah, that's it. All right, next thing, next game we got here, Patriots at the Bills, Buffalo favorite four, total of 44. And this one opened Buffalo minus four and a half, total 43. Uh, so some tick down, some uh, looks like New England money there and got some movement on the total coming coming down. Patriots coming off that loss at Miami, 33-24. Bills coming off a home division win uh, to clinch up the uh, AFC East there uh, against the Jets 2017. Um, these two teams split during the regular season. So we get the third time around. Uh, Patriots winning the first game in the snow snowstorm, and the Bills coming back second time around, getting a big W uh, in New England. Um, this game also uh, is uh, supposed to be below freezing temperature. It doesn't look like wind, just, uh, just below freezing temperature. So cold for sure, cold. Um, what's your what's your initial looks on this game right here? Um, I really like uh, I, I like the Patriots in this game. Uh, there's something about that Buffalo defense that has done so well in my spirit. Losing Tre'Davious White is is huge as a cornerback position. Um, so you know for them to to go out there and to not have I know they beat them without him you know at that point, but you know you're getting playoff bill and. They ain't fared well in the cold. This, you know, let's be honest. Uh, Josh Allen's from where we're from, <laughs> you know, out there in Fireball, man. It don't get cold like that, so I, I wouldn't consider him a, a cold weather type ish type of quarterback. 
and um and this and and the, and the the Patriots are they play defense and defense travels. I know Mac Jones is, is not a um is not you know he's a rookie and you don't know what to expect from him. But I just feel like with a team that a team that struggles defensively, especially in the secondary, like like in the cornerback position. I'm not gonna say their whole secondary because their safeties are really good, both of them. But in a in a in a cornerback position, that just kind of worries me because if, if you're gonna stop the run, that means them safeties gotta come down at some point. And then now you're looking at just one-on-one coverage, you know, with your receivers and and, and your cornerbacks. And that's not I don't think that's a a thing that the the Bills can win on that front. But on the flip side, that the Bills offense is good. We just what Josh Allen's gonna show up, you know. That's a big thing. Like they they haven't really played really well lately. They beat a, a lowly team last week of the Jets, right? Yeah, Jets. Yeah, they beat the Jets last week. I mean, whatever. But they they struggled, you know, they struggled the week before. They struggled against Carolina. They just some struggling. They score a lot of points, but it, it just was very ugly. And I don't and their offense to me just hasn't really looked like the offense that we've seen last that we've seen last year. So they look a little out of sync. And that's something I noticed. I just not I'm just not high on them. Yeah, it's a uh, my initial looks on it just uh, was was the Patriots, just because I felt it was probably a little bit too too many points. Um, and this is you know, you giving Bill Belichick a third third look at you off a of loss, so you know he'll throw some adjustments in there that'll be a little bit different. Um, I will say. I didn't like what I saw from the last matchup. Uh, Buffalo was down a couple of starting offensive linemen. It was down a couple of starting receivers. And then Josh Allen just really just like did whatever he wanted to do. I mean, they slung the ball around, jumped on New England, and just had a lot of success through the air. Um, New England, I thought, scored, you know, moved the ball fairly well against them too, but you know, I you never know what confidence does, and uh, it seemed like he got, you know, Josh Allen, and they got got some confidence in that last matchup. And then uh, I'm I'm concerned about the New England defense uh, here recently. Um, outside of you know blowing out the Jaguars, they gave up 27 to the Colts, 33 to the Bills, and then 33 to the Dolphins. Uh, so they haven't. That defense really hasn't been playing that well. They're not getting after the passer. Um, so they seem to have took a little decline, a little step. I think they've had some guys out, you know, out with COVID. I know uh, Hightower was out, uh, safety Duggar. Uh, Duggar was out. Um, so they've been, they've been kind of beat up. And, you know, so I, I'm not too uh, – there is hesitation on me liking the Patriots side just because – um, you know, I did I didn't really like what I saw in the last matchup. Um, but I actually think the total of this game is a little low. I originally looked towards the under, but I think there might be a little bit more scoring uh, in this game because it is cold, but it's not it's not windy, which really affected the first game. So cold is cold, but I think the wind uh, is what really caused it not to be a lot of scoring. I actually like the Patriots team total over uh, 19 and a half. Uh, I think they'll be able to score and move the football. Uh, whether the Bills score more than that, you know, is uh, 
You know, I'm not sure. I think they can, but I think the Patriots uh, definitely be able to move the ball, run the football, and have a chance to put some points up. So I think that's a little low for them on the team total. Only problem is you got to depend on Mac Jones. You just don't know in a playoff game, unknown situation like this on the road, how, you know, how that team will perform. But uh, that was uh, that was the way I was looking. And then uh, Josh Allen, I think he'll run the football. I think they'll play more coverage, play some coverage. I think he'll rush the football. So his rushing attempts over seven and rushing yards over 36 and a half. Um kind of look, looked at that as well. I, I agree with you. I'll definitely give points about the Patriots defense. I would say it definitely has not been as dominant or schematically haven't been able to do what, they, what they're accustomed to doing. So I don't know. Like I said, long season, who knows? But you're right. that Both both teams are trending in different directions. But like I said, I, I, can, I can see an under game. You know, at the at the most, like I said, I can see an under game on this. It's hard to bet, but I've had to pick a side and I'm gonna roll with the Patriots. Only because of Bill Belichick and Josh McDaniels. I think that a coaching for me advantage Patriots. Yeah, for sure. No, I can't uh, can't knock that at all either. And at four, you gotta, you know, think the Bills can beat them by a touchdown. So Yeah, you yeah, you got to think that. But that's uh that's my thoughts on that. We got anything else? No, nothing else for that game. All right. Next game we got here, we got the Eagles at the Bucks. Tampa Bay favorite eight and a half, total 46. This one opened Tampa Bay minus eight, total 45 and a half. So uh look like a looks like a little Eagles money. I'm sorry, a little Tampa Bay money and a little money on the under there. Eagles coming off that blowout loss at home in the regular season finale, 51-26 to Dallas. And the Bucks coming off the season finale win at home versus Carolina, 41-17. Looks like it's going to be some weather in this game as well. So most of these games outside of Dallas, because they're in the Dome, and maybe the Chiefs, um, yeah. the Chiefs and the Rams too, they're in the Dome. But we got some weather games this weekend. This is one of them, 90% chance of rain, and looks like 20-plus mile-per-hour winds. Uh, we get a contrast in styles of football here. Uh, so it'd be interesting to see how each team attacks. Philadelphia, big run-heavy team. After they started, you know, thinking they could pass the ball every play, they switched it up and they turned into a running running team ever since they played the Detroit Lions. We know the Bucks want to stop the run. You attack them through the air. And then we get an Eagles team who's uh, passive against the pass, solid against the run. But um, these teams matched up earlier in the season, and Bucks got a win there on the road. I believe it was a Thursday night game. Um, what's, your, what's your thoughts on this uh, this one right here? Yeah, I didn't think it was too tough for um, – I mean, we watched that Thursday night, Thursday night um, blunder um, that we watched uh, – that we watched them play and they cut and, and the, the Philadelphia Eagles end up covering the spread because, you know, they decided just to take a knee instead of scoring. So that was a little odd for that. But, I mean, the Eagles were able to move the ball on Tampa in that game, per se. And they made a lot of mistakes. Still, like I said, they still threw the ball way too damn much. But um, they were able to move the ball, you know. But overall, man, it's just, it's just tough to come in 
into tough to just come in here and just beat Brady, <laughs> you know, and to, to come into his house and beat them. I just, I don't know. A lot of adversity with Tampa Bay, but, you know, Tom Brady, you know, he lives for these moments. So I don't know if there's a way that the Philadelphia Eagles come in here and, and do much. It may be, they may start off slow. A lot of drama they got going on, so maybe that takes its toll. And can you game plan against a quarterback who's averaging, what, 40 passes a game? So to me, that, that's tough. You know, it's, it's perfect weather, though, for both sides. You know, 70-degree weather, uh, maybe a little a little bit of humidity, not as much as usually. You know, it can can that or and can Slate take out Mike Evans and and can can they force Tom Brady to look at Grunk and and the other receivers he has on board? And, you know, that because he's missing two of his big ones. And on the flip side, you know, and not even on the flip side, the Buccaneers will run the ball. Fournette's had his best season. Ronald Jones, they're not scared to run the ball. They're not scared to to pound on anybody if they got to. I think this team is committed to winning or however they can win. You know, obviously Brady throwing for 5,000 yards because it's a style that allows them to throw the ball a lot, but you've seen them not hesitate to give the ball. They, they, they don't hesitate to do what they got to do to win. And I think ultimately that's the, the deciding factor. All these guys have been here before, and I think they know what it takes to win. And even if they start off slow, it, it's, it's, hard to, it's hard to kill a monster. So I just think the overall, I don't know if they covered a whole eight and a half, but I definitely think they went by a touchdown. Yeah. My look, uh, my look on this game is the first half under 23 and a half. Um, I think it, uh, I think the Philadelphia probably try to run the football like they've been doing, uh, in bad weather. Um, and they'll probably start off slow, unfamiliar territory for them on the road, rookie head coach, rookie quarterback, as far as in the playoffs. And, um, you know, they probably, they'll probably have to kind of find their way throughout this game. And I think Tampa Bay probably something is wrong with them. They're a little off right now. Uh, and, you know, the offense needs some time to continue to, to gel. They lost some pieces. So I could see them you know, struggling at the beginning either, just starting slow, not not being able to punch the ball in the end zone. So uh, I like the I like the first half the adjustment period of guys uh, getting used to it. And, you know, this Bucks defense played against a running quarterback already in, in uh, Taysom Hill. So and they played against this team. So this is essentially almost like a third look at a guy like this. And they play really well against Taysom Hill. So you know, we'll see. You know, I think I think this is a tough ask for this Philadelphia offense to come out here and, and play. But you know, who's who's healthy for this Bucks defense? You know, for this Bucks team? You know, it depends. You know, does uh, Barrett play? You know, does Levante David play? Jason Jason Pierre Paul? Um, you know, Antoine Wilfield Jr. Do these guys come back and play, or you know, are they sitting again? Um, and this Philadelphia offensive line has been really good. So that's a great battle to watch, that D-line versus that O-line. Um, but I think they'll be running. I think the clock a tick, the clock a move. Um, and I think uh, under the total in the first half. Second half, you know, you just never know. If Tampa is up, you know, you're probably going to get some backdoor scores from the Eagles. They'll probably try to throw the ball and be a lot more aggressive. But uh, I think uh, – I think this one sets up for a little bit low scoring, especially with the with the weather like it is. 
I agree with that. Yeah, so I definitely want to see who's healthy, who's playing for the Bucks, and um, yeah, that's that's big. You yeah. know who's who's healthy, or and they'll have them back. Like I said, they're veterans. You know, this is if them winning to get that second seed meant a lot to them because they knew they really really knew that they they would either catch the Eagles or they would catch the Saints, and I, I don't think the Saints would have beat them in a playoff game. So you know, more or less, this is just what um, this is just where what it is. You know, Eagles draw that stick, and you know, Bray. You know, Bray takes the Eagles playing them personally anyway. So, I expect that he'll he uh, he'll give his best shot. But uh, that first half under, I actually think is actually really good. I definitely think those th- both teams are going to start off slow, if not one or the other. Yeah, one and one and the other, one and the other. Yeah, that's the best big. Yeah, especially weather like that, man. You're probably not going to have too much converting on third and longs no. and stuff like that, you know. Rookie head yeah, coach. Rookie okay. head coach. Anytime touchdown, Gronkowski. Looks like that's that minus man. 175. I don't see that being one. That one's minus 175? Yeah. Oh, dang. Okay. All right. Anything else on that game? No, nothing for me. All right. Next game, we got the 49ers at the Cowboys. Cowboys minus three, total of 51. This one open, Cowboys minus three, total of 50 and a half. 49ers coming off that big comeback win on the road against the Rams, 127-24. Cowboys big blowout win on the road at Philadelphia, 51-26. And here's one of those – one of those historic clash, clash and type of games when you get the big, big names going against each other. Niners, Cowboys, big brands. Um, we got uh, we got teams that uh, two teams that been playing play well. They last game, two teams coming in hot, and uh, I, I will say this: whether you got a bet on it or not, I think this would be a. I think this would be a real entertaining football game right here. So excited to watch this one for sure. So absolutely. This is Saturday one. Is this one on Saturday or Sunday? I think this Let's game see. is this is Sunday. Sunday yeah, yeah. Sunday. Yeah, this is Sunday, yeah. Sunday at 1 30. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, the night game is uh, the Steelers. There you go. Okay. Yeah, man. Um I'll let you I'll let you run on this one as well, man. First go first. Yeah, for me, it's, it's 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 Cowboys or nothing. For me, um, I don't, I don't, I, I mean, I don't say Cowboys. I was, yeah, yeah, I don't, I'm not big on what's going on with the 49ers. I get they hot. I get they can run the ball. Uh, having Trent Williams come back, probably the best left tackle in football. You know, is is is, is definitely a sign of encouragement. But there's no, this is not back in the day where you can get the average quarterback and, and take an average quarterback to go win the Super Bowl. You know, that's not – this is not what's happening here. Foles was the last we can consider what average quarterback to win a Super Bowl. I just, I'm just not sitting here and thinking that schematically they can outgun the Cowboys. So my thing is I think Dan Quinn, like I said, is familiar between both sides. Dan Quinn and Kyle Shanahan obviously coaching the Super Bowl together. And I think schematically Dan Quinn – can put the Cowboys in a position to stop the run. There's some, they got some dogs up front. They're not going to be manhandled. 
You know, I think he can deploy Michael Parsons on the edge at middle linebacker, wherever the fuck he wants to deploy him at. And I think to me, that's the chess piece that I think they're going to, that the Niners are going to struggle with running the ball because you can do all the trick racing if you want to. You're going to have to block because you got to figure out where that big boy number 11 is going to be at. And if he starts out here disrupting disrupting your run game, you got to put the ball in Garoppolo's hands and it's not looking well. I, I think the Cowboys are going to come out, they're going to score early, and they're going to make the Niners turn one-dimensional. And at that point, if Jimmy G got to drop back 30, 40 times a game, he's going to get his ass torn up. I don't even see a way in my mind where the Niners can beat them. Like, like, do they run the ball? Do they – can they just run the ball and keep Dak on the sidelines? Possibly, but I don't know if they have enough offensive line to, to stop them or enough weapons to scare the Cowboys into – not loading up the box. I take my chances with Diggs on Debo, even though Debo may win some rounds. Or Jimmy G just threw two picks last week. So he, he down to give you a pick or two. So I just think, you know, I, I just think it's not a match game that you want that you want to play around with. I, I have no – I don't like when the team – this is not like a, a hot team with a hot quarterback. This is a team that is hot running the ball and a quarterback who played like garbage against the Rams last week. So I, for me, it's Cowboys or nothing. What would you compare him to the to the quarterbacks they've been playing against? Who would the uh, what do you mean? The Cowboys defense, because essentially who this is who they played the past few weeks. They played a backup quarterback for the Eagles. They played Kyler Murray. They played Washington twice. They played the Giants. They played the Saints with Taysom Hill. And before that, they was playing a couple good quarterbacks. But the past, like, six games, they haven't really been playing any good quarterbacks. Where would you rank Jimmy G amongst those quarterbacks from those teams? Shit, I mean, as far as play-wise, I mean, outside of Colin Murray, you know, I would say that he'd be the, he'd be the second best on that list. So that's, like – I don't know. I actually think um, I was even looking back at last time these teams played. Um, I I think the uh, I think the Cowboys should win this game. But I think uh, I think the Niners can have have success just as much as the Cowboys can have success. Like, I think um, just because I think the how to the Niners want to attack the Cowboys isn't really where the Cowboys are strong. Like the Cowboys got a pass rush and then they got a cornerback who they can play your receiver and, you know, they can play on the outside for the most part, unless you, you know, you pick on the opposite corner with Anthony Brown, but, but uh, the Niners don't really attack like they like their, their wide receiver ain't really a traditional receiver. Like he, he lined up in the backfield as a running back. He catch reverses, he run reverses, he run in the slot. Like, so there's really not like a key on him type of matchup. And and then Niners don't really throw to the boundaries. They run a passing game all through the middle of the field. So to me, this is a game where the Cowboys struggle because their best attribute is they're, they're instinctively pursuit after the football. They 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 run and they're really aggressive towards the football. But this is one of those games where it, it ain't gonna help you to be aggressive going at the football because you over pursue, 
These dudes run a lot of motion. Uh, they they may make you have some eye discipline. So, you know, it'd be interesting to see how these linebackers can run when they're not able to just act instinctively with this type of game. And, you know, I could see a game like Kittle having a bunch of catches. I think they can just move the ball. I think the Cowboys can move the ball too. Uh, I'm Niner secondary. Um, you know, most of the underlying stats, the pass defense isn't bad, but um, they, they're they not good in completion percentage, which I think is where Dak can have some, some success. So I actually like his passing completions over 25 and a half because I don't think they'll be able to have success lining up and running the ball at Frisco, but I think they can pass against Frisco. So I think they'll be aggressive. Um, but I think this game is higher scoring. I think I think these teams score. Both teams top five, top seven, excuse me, in red zone touchdown scoring percentage. Dallas is 100% last three games in the red zone. Um, Frisco is going to make Dallas pass. I think Dallas can pass. And I think this is a different type of matchup for this Cowboys defense because it's just one that they don't typically see all the time. Um, now, what, what does bother me about the total in this game is if both teams' um, defenses, defenses happen to have success getting after the passer because I think there's the opportunity for San Francisco's defense to get after Dak, and I think Dallas' defense can get after Garoppolo. So that would mess up the over in my case if both teams, you Definitely. know, defenses uh, were able to have some success there. But, yeah, I think I think it's just a different matchup. And we see when the Cowboys place a team that's different outside of, you know, the uh, they played a lot of division games here recently. So when they got to play us people outside of that, you know, they they have a little adjustment period. So, um, like I mentioned, I, I think some of these home teams start off a little slow. So I could see the Niners coming off being hot, starting off a little slow. Dallas kind of figuring out their tempo a little bit, attacking them through the air and, you know, winning there in the end. But I, I think it would be because both teams score some points. So I, I like the over. Um, I like San Francisco team total over 23 and a half because I think you get some value there. And then I like uh, Dak Prescott uh, 25 and a half, over 25 and a half passing completions. So I like that one. That's a good one. Any uh, anything else you had about this game right here? No, I mean, yeah, no, I just it was definitely all valid points. I just you, that is something about to me, something about the Cowboys and the, and the way they can move the ball. And but it, it is McCarthy. So the only thing worried about me is McCarthy. Can he not coach? Can he coach to win and not coach to lose? And I think that's uh, the only thing that concerns me about this. But I just don't trust Jimmy, Jimmy G. I think Dak's a winner, and this is an opportunity to showcase, you know, that he's a winning quarterback. So I, I feel at this, you know, with the game online, we watched Shanahan in the playoffs. What should the year that they went to the Super Bowl just take the ball out of Jimmy G's hands? And want, I want to know if they're going to be able to do that consistently. Well, one thing I can say about that team is they've been further than the Cowboys. So Absolutely. Definitely true. So, um, you know. We also have seen the Cowboys, especially me being a Cowboys fan, that this team feeling real good and uh, just finding a way to dud it, dud it up. 
So yeah, there's only two Super Bowl coaches on that. On, there's only Super Bowl, only two Super Bowl winning coaches on 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 the field, and they're both on the Cowboys roster. You know, Dan Quinn with the Seattle and Michael Carter with the Packers. So to me, that 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 that's that says a lot. But it says that it, it, they're going to make it through. You know, so shit, like you said, but it, but good point though. When Shanahan gets in the playoffs, he goes on run. He just can't get it done. Yeah. No, we've seen that before for sure. <laughs> All right. Next game we got here, we got the Steelers at the Chiefs. Chiefs favored 12 and a half, total 46. This one opened Kansas City minus 13 and a half, total 48. So it looks like some Kansas City money and some money hidden towards the on the on the total coming down towards the under. Steelers coming off that win on the road at Baltimore, 16-13. Chiefs coming off a road win, 28-24 at Denver. Um, Didn't see any weather implications in this game, excuse me. Um, But we get a matchup. These teams played not too long ago. Chiefs won that game 36-10. And they get to turn around and match up once again here in the wild card round. Uh, what's your looks out on this game right here? Um, I mean, that, I, don't, I don't know. It's a bit, like you said, it depends on what big Ben we're going to see show up. Um, I'm inclined to say the the, the first half uh, under. I mean, because obviously the, 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 the health status of, you know, Tyreek and – is a big thing for me because if he if he's halfway what he is and I think it's going to be a little bit tougher for them to get rolling. Um, the Steelers going to be out there playing with house money, so you expect them to go out there and give it they all like no expectation. Nobody even expect them to be there. So I think I think they're going to fight. You know, Dave, Mike Tomlin will have his team ready. Juju's coming back. Looks like he's going to play as well. So you know, getting a little boost, a little boost there and. I think ultimately, though, the Chiefs are the Chiefs are just too much. Uh, they've been if they can play defense the way they play defense, you know, over the uh, minus the damn Bengals game because I don't think anybody can stop them. They, the defense is playing well, man. They the scoring defense has been playing well. They might have given up a lot of yards, but they haven't given up a lot of points. So I, I just suspect the Chiefs to. I I would think the Chiefs will cover that full spread if I had to lean the side. The only thing I like is uh, mainly I like uh, Najee Harris anytime touchdown. I think he's gonna get a heavy workload. Yeah, this is a this ugly game. It feels like um, you know, typical Steelers game where they find a way to cover the point spread. But um, you know, they also can get really just ran out the off the field in this game. So tough for me to really like the side. I mean, it's it's one of those. It's had one of those numbers. You either going to lay the thirteen, or you going to take it. It's not really much to really do. Yeah, exactly. Um, I lean towards the under, just because I don't know if uh, last time it it hit right at forty six. I don't know if the Chiefs scored thirty six points again, but when Ben Roethlisberger is out there, you know he can easily have one of those games where he throw two, three picks and fumble, and. You know, Chiefs had Tyreek Hill last game. He didn't really – he played. He didn't really play much, and they still found a way to put up 36 points. So, it's, that part is just weird. Um, I think regardless in this game, whether – especially if the Chiefs are winning, 
Uh, Roethlisberger is going to throw the football. He's going to throw it a lot. And um, I actually like his passing attempts to go over. Uh, went over last week. I think I mentioned last week. He had 44 passing attempts last week. <laughs> Damn. Week before, he had almost 50 passing attempts. Uh, so, you know, especially if they're losing in this game, he's going to throw the ball. I think even last last year when they lost to the Browns at home and in the playoffs, I think he threw the ball 60 times. So it's Yeah, I, I remember that. Yeah, so, you know, towards the end of the season, you know, they're going to live and die with, you know, being thrown the football. Um, and I think that they'll, they'll, he'll, he'll throw the ball a lot more, a lot this game. So if I see passing attempts and anything under 40, um, I'm inclined to take it. I think he'll throw the ball 40-plus times in this game as well. Um, outside of that, um, Pittsburgh's – Team total under 16 and a half, lean towards lean towards that. Um, Schuster playing would definitely help a little bit. I'm not, not sure how much, but uh, I mean, the Steelers are one rare team where they actually actually average more points giving up than they do scoring in, a, in the playoffs. So that's, that's pretty weird. Usually you don't yeah. see a type of ratio like that, but uh, yeah, those are my only two looks in this one. Lean towards the total going under, uh, like Roethlisberger over passing attempts, whether he complete them, don't complete them. I think he'll just be throwing the ball a lot. And then uh, Pittsburgh team total under 16 and a half. It's another one leaning towards. Uh, I, like, got, I like that. I like that side. Uh, so anything else on this one? No, nothing for me. All right, last game of the wild card slate we got here, Cardinals at the Rams. Rams favorite four, total 49 and a half. This one opened Rams three and a half, total 49 and a half. So no movement on the total. A little money coming there on the Cardinals. Rams coming off that um, fourth quarter, second half, uh, second half loss, comeback loss. Uh, against the Niners, uh, 27-24. Cardinals coming off that home loss to Seattle, 38-30. Uh, gave up a lot of points there. Um, these two teams coming to this game just uh, kind of in the same type of condition, just kind of not themselves, coming off of losses, division game, you know, probably not the most confident. Um, not really too sure what to think about either of these teams. I just know the Rams over recent history have been dominant in this matchup. So it's, um, you know, it's hard to see them losing. But at the same time, you know, you're not sure what Rams offense you're going to get from game to game. Um, but Cardinals just kind of seem a little beat up going into this playoff stretch, not playing the best football. Um, so I, me personally, I'm not I'm not sure what to think about this game. I don't really have much uh, written down side, total, player props. You know, I just uh, – yeah, I'm, I'm not too sure. Uh, what's – you got anything on this one? I'm with you on this. I don't really have – I mean, if the Rams should win this game fairly easy. I mean, I, like you said, the, the Cardinals have been struggling. Any news on D-Hop at all? Uh, I think he's out. Yeah, yeah, I, yeah. No D hop. 
I mean, obviously they're a division team. Like the, when the Cardinals played them early in the season, they waxed their ass. But you know, different team. Both teams are different. Now, JJ Watt's not going to play either. Um, like I said, the Cardinals team, they start off hot, man. Look, they're going to be the best team in the NFL, and they just haven't been that. They they really shouldn't even beat the Cowboys if it wasn't for Mike McCarthy mismanaging his diet like he mismanaged them damn timeouts and uh, it didn't get him an opportunity to position to win because, again, that was a fumble. But, I mean, shit, if the Cowboys win that game, then shit, we're looking at – we're looking at uh, the uh, – we're looking at the Cardinals losing them, what, five straight, four in a row? Yeah, yeah. So that's not that's that's not good. So I think we got to find a way to uh, they got to find a way to at least get some kind of rhythm going. I mean, James Connors comes back. Um, they can pass the balls on intermediate passes, small passes, short passes against the Rams if they can hit that middle. I think the Rams' safeties and linebacker play has been very sus. Uh, you can tell that's why they've been getting it in. If they if they if they can get enough pressure on Stafford. They can force them into some bad throws. The only yeah. thing that's positive, the only thing positive for me about the Cardinals is they're a better road team than they are at home. And they they've and they've shown that a lot this season. I think, matter of fact, I think they want to say they what eight and one in road games? Yeah, I think yeah, they're they yeah, they, yeah, they, one. Yeah. Yeah, they're eight and one in a row. They're eight and one in away games. So that's something you gotta pay attention to as well. But you know, it's a tough game. Both teams really they're 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 both not to me. They haven't they they've underachieved. I don't think they're at the eleven and six and twelve and five is still uh I would say underachieving more for the Rams than the Cardinals. Nobody expected the Cardinals to be, you know, this good, but I think they're both offensive, both underperformed and and I think their defenses have both have been subject. The Rams have been trending up. Obviously, you get a new Von Miller pass rusher, but They've been getting up a lot of points in the air and, and I mean a lot of yards in the air. So I just I just I don't really I don't really know what side to go. But if I'm gonna pick one, if I had to gun to the head, I'm gonna take the Rams. Yeah, I wouldn't be surprised if the Rams win and they win by three and the Cardinals cover. Like it's uh yeah, it's just kind of weird. I Rams money line. It's the only way I could play a side. I think they win the game, but you know, you just never know. You get some a bad turnover. Stafford's kind of been doing that here recently. So a bad turnover, you know, could change the whole scope, whole landscape of that game. So but yeah, tough one. I don't I don't have much of an opinion on that one. It's uh it's just kind of a weird, uh weird match. Yeah, it's a, it's a it's a weird match, especially as the third time they're playing each other. Yeah. All right, yeah, that's uh, that's it for me on this one. Any any picks that you didn't that you thought that you didn't throw out there? Anything else you want to add? Um, I can say I'm hoping gonna say Odell. Um, he's been on a touchdown spree. I, I will look into any time touchdown Odell, and then I will look for um, I would say uh, passing attempts by under on the passing attempts for Kyler Murray because I think to beat them they're gonna have to commit to running the ball. There you go. And uh, that'll be it for me on that one. Cool. That's uh that's the wild card slate right there, man. Went through all the games. Um appreciate y'all tuning in, man. Uh as we go through to finish off the rest of the season. Um 
playoff record. Uh, we'll start a different record here and see how we finish, but hopefully through some uh, through some uh, winners at y'all this week. Absolutely. Like I said, tune in. It's like I said, playoffs. And, you know, usually uh, the playoffs where you can come in and eat some money. And I think playoffs on both sides are, are times for people to to look for the, you know, best value in a game and, and be able to get some quick money. Sir. Cool, man. But you can always catch us, uh, Instagram, Twitter, Instagram, my guys with a Z underscore sports, Twitter at my guys sports. I'm B Spurl. You can find me on Instagram and Twitter, Spurl Online. Uh, where can they find you at, Rich? Uh, Moneyline. You can give me a Moneyline Rich, uh, Rich Will. Um, you can probably can catch me on uh, on Instagram at Moneyline Rich Will. On Twitter, it'll be my guys, uh, my guys Rich Will. But you can catch me on either one of those. For sure. Hey, man, appreciate y'all tuning in. That's all bets in with my guy sports. Wild Card Week, episode 18. Y'all cash them tickets. Cash them tickets. See y'all. Later. Thanks for tuning in to All Bets In with My Guy Sports. With My Guy Sports. Check us out next time and remember to bet responsibly.